It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for January the 19th. I'm just going to come out and say it. Weather is stupid. Tropical storm or winter storm Harper or whatever it was was supposed to be a big nothing burger. We had like a half inch of snow on the ground this morning. I made all these preparations. We canceled all these basketball games and now we have nothing. Okay, well, we'll deal because that's what we do. At least we had a little bit of great basketball last night. We'll try to warm things up for you because there is a lot of cold coming our way in a hurry. So we're going to warm it up for you with some spicy sports talk this morning with a couple of great guests who share in common the fact they're coming off their best basketball victories of the year. We're going to break it down with John Weaver, the head coach of the Clark County Lady Indians, in the aftermath of his team's huge win at the Lanzini Tournament over Highland, and as well with Zach Summers from Keokuk, whose team last night posted a phenomenal victory on the road against Mount Pleasant. So those two things will be coming for you very soon. But before we get into that, let's break down what we did have last night. And for being a limited schedule, I think everybody kind of erred on the side of caution, canceling games early. The games that we did have that did get played last night were both interesting and important. And I'm going to start you off with what took place last night over at Blue Devil Gym. Quincy High School holding off a late Rally from Galesburg to post the 62-56 victory last night. Quincy High School a bit undermanned. No Jirel Brock. He's in Hawaii, and I'm jealous of that right now. Getting ready to play in the Polynesian Bowl coming up tonight, which you can see on CBS Sports Television, which is up your dial. It's not KHQA. CBS Sports Television, which is a, a separate cable channel, but you can see that tonight. Uh, no, no Jirel Brock. We had a dismissal from the team this week. Still, the Blue Devils show a lot of grit, posting that 62-56 victory led by Jaden Smith and his 27 points last, last night. Also, a Dante Kreider, a huge fourth quarter to help fuel the victory. Again, the Blue Devils now 2-2 two and two in Western Big Six play, so that was a critical win at home against Galesburg. Game of the night last night, and it's the second time they've played this game in 24 hours uh, it would be Winchester West Central, who's currently ranked number 10th in the state, number 10, I should say, in the state, in Class 1A, beating number 4 in the state, Triopia, 65-63. That is the second straight two-point victory for the Cougars over the Trojans, as I mentioned, in 24 hours. Last night, that game took place at Triopia. Here's what you got to love about small-town basketball. Two completely packed gyms in two different nights. I mean, back-to-back nights, and people can't get enough of this rivalry in this series. The game that took place on Thursday was for the Western, excuse me, for the Winchester Invitational Tournament title. The game that took place last night was essentially for the WIBC North title, or the WIBC Conference Championship, I should say, and West Central has controlling interest of that, improving to 16-5 and on the season with a 65-63 victory. Cole Howard leading the way with 20 points in that one. Gabe Cox, the outstanding point guard from Winchester, had 17, 15 of those coming in the second half after Triopia went on an incredible tear from 12 points down to make it a two-point game at the end. Sean Bell helping to lead that as well as he had 28 points on the game there last night. We had Camp Point Central going to Menden Unity and posting a 45-40 to victory behind 10 points from Hayden Nyson. It was West Prairie with a late fourth-quarter comeback, but still not quite enough, falling at Beardstown 71-62. to McComb heads to Carthage last night and posts a 47-28 victory behind 11 points each from Ben Higgins and Carter Sutton. 
Grigsville Perry felled last night at Liberty, 71-35. to Pittsfield finally getting to open play at the Jerseyville tournament, losing to the host school 64-46. to Cade Tomhave had 14 points in that game. Silex, a winner over Louisiana last night, 46-35. to And the Keokuk Chiefs, as I mentioned last night, they tightened things up in the conference race up there, beating Mount Pleasant 54-51. Alex Walter, the near 7-footer, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks. And again, Zach Summers is going to join us in about 15 minutes to talk about his team's incredible ascent over the course of this season. Also on the girls' side last night, Keokuk was at home and beat Mount Pleasant rather handily, 60-33 to your final. Abby Arrowwood with 14 points there. Abby Walter with 13 points as well. The only other girls' game of the night saw Silex take down Louisiana in overtime. 47-44 was your final there. As you've probably gathered from my saying, those are the end of the high school scores. There was no Lanzini tournament resolution last night, no North Shelby tournament resolution, no Macon tournament resolution. All of that will happen uh, at different dates, but none of it happening tonight. They also have canceled all of those games for tonight as well. Did have some wrestling last night. Beardstown hosting a quadrangular. Beardstown losing to Lanfear 42-31, to but the Tigers bounce back, beat Illini Bluffs 50-22, to and take down New Berlin 60-18. to So that was the sum total of the scores. We don't anticipate a lot today, but we do have Quincy University men's and women's basketball still in action today. Western Illinois also at home today playing the Mastodons tonight at 7 o'clock. So there are a few options out there, but for the most part, everything is sort of wiped out by the threat of weather. Also, if you missed it yesterday, Quincy Notre Dame, the Lady Raiders, were supposed to start action in the Carrollton tournament that was slated for today. They've essentially moved today's schedule to Monday. So I believe Quincy Notre Dame will play at 3 o'clock. On the girls' side at the Carrollton Tournament coming up on Monday, the Quincy Notre Dame boys were supposed to head up to Bloomington Central Catholic for the MLK Tournament. supposed to be a two-day affair. It's now a one-day affair. The Saturday schedule has translated and will play on Monday. So Quincy Notre Dame with two games coming up on Monday, but there will be no rematch with Bloomington Central Catholic that was in the works that I think was greatly anticipated as well. That's not going to happen now either. So that's kind of where we stand with weather. Let's talk some basketball. I'm done talking snow. I'm not a meteorologist. That's not my job. We're going to talk some great basketball with John Weaver when the morning ticket rolls on. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. Always a privilege to be joined by John Weaver. We're going to talk a little Clark County Lady Indians basketball. And the Lady Indians find themselves on Monday night playing for the championship of the Tony Lanzini uh, Invitational against the host squad, Palmyra. That's not a position I think a lot of people predicted they would be in coming into this tournament. But, John, your team really delivered maybe its best effort of the entire season against Highland. You had to be enormously proud. Yeah, very proud. You know, they're obviously a really, really good team. They have a lot of wins this year, a lot of weapons with all the kids they had back. And, you know, we played them 10 times. We probably only went once or twice. But that's one of those games where we came in and we just, uh, you know, we'd struggled a little bit a couple weeks before, and we knew that we were due for a good game. And we had a great defensive effort in Aubrey Bowl where it really stepped up big for us, and it was a big win. And we're excited about the opportunity to play Palmyra on their home court. You come into the season, and obviously you had the great success with the Final Four trip last year. You lose your two tentpole players, and yet this team seems to have, and I know it's taken a while for you, but seems to be finding some kind of identity, and I think you mentioned it. It has to start with defense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think absolutely. In, in high school basketball, that's the end of the court that you have the most control in, and 
I think if kids buy in and they give great effort every day and that's something that, you know, is an extreme focus, every time you step on the court, you give yourself a great chance to win. So, And we haven't done that every night. I mean, we had a great game against Highland, and we're kind of playing a little bit better here the last three or four games, but we were inconsistent early in the season um, and then had a rough stretch there right after Christmas. And hopefully we're, you know, getting a little bit more consistent and trying to figure that out a little bit. But we're really happy with where we're at record-wise. Um, obviously, you always like to win more games, but right now is the time of year that everybody's working to play their best basketball, you know, going into the postseason. So we like where we're at. You kind of touched on the challenge on Monday. Obviously, Palmyra is a team that might be played as well as anybody in our region right now. And for them, it starts with their depth and it starts with their defense. Yeah, enormous depth, a lot of, a lot of quickness, a lot of athleticism. You know, you got Foley, Stone, Loveless, Barnett, just a lot of weapons that. Um, really can hurt you anywhere on the floor, on the perimeter, you know, down on the block. Uh, they're tough. So, But that's a great challenge. You know, you want to play good teams this time of year. That's what's going to make you better. Um, we've had a lot of really, really good rivalries with them over the years. And last year they upset us for our only loss um, of the regular season in the Palmyra tournament. So, uh, you know, we would love to give that back to them on Monday night. We know it's not going to be easy. We'll have to play our best game of the year, but um, that's what makes it fun. John, what do you like about this team? And I know in in getting a chance to watch you in that second half the other night against Highland, there is some chin to this group. I mean, I think this is a group of girls that maybe felt a little discounted when everybody sort of wrote you off due to graduation this season. They do have some fight and some moxie to them. Absolutely. You know, um, what I like is um, we've kind of been just oblivious to that all year long. You know, we have a lot of kids that kind of waited their turn. Um, and we've got freshmen all the way through seniors that are contributing on both ends of the court. And we started out eight and two and probably really didn't even know what we were doing. We were just going out and playing hard every night, letting everything else take, take care of itself. And we had uh, several times in that game, really against Monroe and then Knox and then the Highland game where, you know, we could have folded and gave in and we just kept fighting, kept battling and, and played hard and, and found a way to win. I know so much of what you do is, is obviously, you know, the shooting of Aubrey, and she has, when it's going, she's as incendiary as any shooter in our area. But for you, is there is there a different way that this kind of flash points for your girls? Is there a player that you sort of feed through defensively? That's kind of been a question mark for us all year. Alexis Ellison, a freshman, has really kind of stepped up into that role, and we thought she'd be more of an offensive player, and she's really doing a good job. Um, learning and growing throughout the season, but she's super quick. And the other night, you know, we gave her the task of guarding Caitlin Benson, which she had 18 points. And, you know, a lot of people would say that that's not a very good defensive job, but that night it was because a lot of nights she has 25 to 30, and it was enough because we won by six. So she does a great job uh, for us defensively. Um, and our post players are just kind of by committee. We really don't have that one person or two people that we go to every night on the defensive end. It's just got to be a, you know, a team effort. And, and then offensively, Jade Ross has kind of carried us when Aubrey, you know, Aubrey's streaking. There's been nights where she just hasn't been able to make a shot or hasn't been able to make enough shots. And Jade's really stepped up, uh, up for us and, um, really by committee on both ends of the court. You know, we have one kid, Jade, that averages 10 points a game and, We only average 47 as a team, so it has to get done on the defensive end.
I want to change gears with you a little bit because a really neat experience yesterday at Clark County High School. No basketball, obviously, but you had Dave Hunziker in, who is the play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys for football and for basketball. And you had kids in that gym for his assembly, for his homecoming to his alma mater from, I I would guess, elementary school on up. And they seemed to be held in rapt attention for the hour he spoke. What was that kind of experience like for the kids? It was great. You know, they were in tune and, and really, really paid attention. His message was awesome. I mean, it was just simple. You know, work hard, believe in yourself, have a purpose every day. You know, that's what life and, and sports really what we do on a daily basis. That's what it's all about. It's not really about the wins and losses or how much money you make. It's about giving everything you got, pouring your heart into it. And I think he had a great message, and it's obvi- obvious that he's done that with the success that he's had. And, and yeah, you're right, the kids. The kids were great. You know, you had you had 500 kids in there, and and it was silent. And you could tell that he had a passion for what he does, and he really wanted to, to uh, deliver a clear message to the kids. And I think they got it. Yeah, they certainly did. Standing ovation for him after the fact, without any prompting from everybody else. And that's not really an easy audience to work. So I'm sure you could appreciate just how cool that was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I didn't know him personally, but. Um, just any time a guest speaker comes in and, and he can relate to those kids, you know, within the first couple of minutes, he had a, he established a rapport with them and got their attention. And, you know, that's what we're all trying to do is, is get these kids to, to do what we ask them to do and do it the right way. And, you know, just give everything you've got and you'll be okay in life. Well, keep up the great work, John, not only as a coach, but as an educator. You've done a fantastic job with Clark County basketball, and we'll be we'll be paying close attention to Monday night because I think that's going to be a much more fun game than I think a lot of people realize at this point. It might not be the prettiest thing in the world, but there's going to be some, some back and forth in that one, I can assure you. Yeah, well, we hope so. We're going to give it everything we got and let the score take care of itself. And, um, you know, my thing is let's just go compete and have fun, and that's what we're going to do, so. Thanks for all you do, and uh, appreciate you having me on here. Always a pleasure, John. And again, when we come back with the Saturday morning ticket, we're going to talk some Keokuk Chiefs basketball with Zach Summers. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday morning ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back once again, everybody, as we get set to chop it up right now with Zach Summers, the head coach of the Keokuk Chiefs. And when we talked about a week ago, Zach, I think it was last Friday, you mentioned the fact that your team was playing much better basketball, but you were missing that one kind of red-letter win. Last night's three-point victory at Mount Pleasant satisfies that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, I was thinking that before we got on air here is that that conversation we had last Friday was, We've been playing pretty good ball. We've won three games in a row, and here we were against Fort Madison, and we had Fort Madison and West Hancock both on the road at their places, and, and that was going to see where we were at. And both those games, we have leads with under a minute to go. Can't close those games out. And so it was like we're close, but we're still looking for it. We're still looking for a win, trying to figure out how to get that one big win. And last night, uh, we got it. It was one of those games where we were kind of in control the whole game, but here we are a couple minutes to go in the game. We have this lead. Can we close it out? And finally we closed one of those out and finally figured out how to win one of those. And, and I kept telling people when they were, they were coming up saying, man, your kids are so much better and, and this and that. I was like, yeah, but we got to figure out how to win. 
it's the hardest thing to do is when you haven't won, when you haven't been there before, is how do you win big games? How do you win games against good teams? And you just got to do it. At some point, you just got to do it before you can before you can get over that hump. And hopefully, last night was that one where our kids see it, and I call it an aha moment. Here it is: we finally did it, finally got over the hump. So it was it was good to get one of those big ones. You you jump over to you know to Keokuk from Knox County a couple of years ago, and, and there's not a great winning culture in place at that particular point. Uh, and you kind of touched on it. Sometimes it's 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 changing the culture before you change the results. You have to be pleased at least, and I know you're awfully pleased after last night, but you have to be pleased at the way the kids have received all this because it's obviously shown in the way they've played. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I didn't know what what to expect really coming over here. I knew that it was a great opportunity that was in front of me, and, and it was something that I couldn't pass up coming back here with, with all my family and stuff, but I didn't know what to expect with the kids. I think sometimes... Kika gets a bad rap for no good reason, really, you know, and uh, I think our kids get the bad rap, unfortunately, for, for some other things. And, man, I'll tell you what, our kids here, some of the best kids I've coached, they've bought in from day one. And, you know, I was talking to some people last night, and my seniors last year, uh, we win four games last year, and they just kept hearing me say that this is a process and, and we we are where we need to be. And, you know, they could have quit on me, and, and it would have been very easy, but they didn't. And ever since day one, all these kids have just bought in and they've trusted me and, and they've worked hard every single day. And that's all you can ask for as a coach. And with the talent that we have, I mean, I probably have more talent right now in Keokuk than I've ever had as a head coach. It's just buying in and learning how to play the game. And, and they're doing that, and and that's that's what you can ask for. And you know, I've absolutely enjoyed it here in Keokuk, and I've absolutely enjoyed the kids I have because you know they're they're great kids, and and they want to work and they want to succeed, and they just needed a leader to to step in and and show them how to do it, and they've just kind of taken that and ran with it. You have some weirdly disparate pieces. I mean, you have a seven footer, you've got a super quick lightning fast guard, you've got a a guy who can stroke it from everywhere, and all of a sudden, what I've seen from you is last year it was like they were the individual pieces. This year, it's like you found the grout to put them together. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a really fair assessment. You know, it's uh, I would say the biggest surprise I had starting last year was um, we had to scramble around and get some kids to go play in the. Quincy summer shootout uh and the only person I knew was Alex Walter and I tracked his phone number down I said hey can you get some kids together he didn't have anybody's cell phone numbers he didn't those kids never really hung out they never really talked they were just people on a basketball team and it was unbelievable to me and and now I think that started as just becoming friends and and then they became friends they hung out they were a team and then on the court, yes, we now understand that we have to play off each other. And I think last night was a really big testament to it. Um, the first time we played Mount Pleasant, we took 21 two-point field goals and 24 three-point field goals, and we only shot four free throws. It was just a one-on-one battle. We didn't do things right. Last night, we played everything through Alex in the post. Uh, we got really good looks, and, and we're attacking and doing things together. And when we do that, the pieces are there, but we have to play off each other in order to succeed and, and to be good, especially on that offensive end. And, and they've really done that, and that's that's the recipe for our success moving forward. 
You you touched on the near miss against West Hancock this week in what was the de facto championship game of the Hancock County Tournament. You see West Hancock again this upcoming week, and I know that's sort of special for you coaching against Coach Pinkston. Um, just what's that, that, that scenario like for you personally, Zach? Well, it's, uh, I'll, I'll go back to as a player, um, just how Coach Pinkston is, and, and he's a legend in, in all, all, our whole area, I should say. And, and just when, when you were a kid competing against Coach Pinkston, you wanted to beat him because he was such a competitor, and he's, he's a guy that, you know, if you're a competitor, you want to beat him. And, and that's just something that I always grew up with. And, and then I was lucky enough to be able to do my student teaching in Warsaw, and I got to see him work in the classroom and, and see kind of some of his preparation and games. And then to compete against him, he makes me a better coach. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I like about coming back to the area. I only got a couple chances at Knox County to play against him, but back in Keokuk, I get to go scout him. I get to go play against him. And coming back and playing this game Tuesday – He's going to make me better as a coach because I know he's going to make adjustments and he's going to do some things different to, to change it up and give his team a better chance to win. And, and I'm going to have to do that myself because he's not going to sit there and do the same things. And he challenges you as a, as a coach to get better because he's going to be better the next time you play him. And I, I just get better every time I watch him. And he's a guy that why wouldn't you want it to? to copy what he does. I mean, he's one of the best there is here, and he's won an awful lot of games. And to get, get to sit there and to compete against that, he is definitely the measuring stick that, that I match up to when I look at my coaching career. When you look at the measuring stick for your team right now, it's probably Fairfield, I think, uh, putting that putting that fairly. And you've obviously made a ton of progress this season. What's that next evolution, Zach, so you can get to where you want to be? Yeah, Fairfield's definitely the one you look at. Uh <laughs> They put a 32-point butt whooping on us up at their place right before Christmas, and you know we're five and two since then. And hopefully, you know, in a couple of weeks we play them at our place, we can see where we're at. Uh, that's a really, really good basketball team, and that's something that that's the team we have to beat if we want to do something in the postseason. And we talked about that after the game. Is here's a team that you know they've. They're a two-point loss to Oskaloosa, who may be the best team in our in our class, and that's your that's the team you need to beat. And even even though it's a 32-point loss, we didn't play very good, and there was just a few things we didn't do very good, and that was it. So it wasn't like we were far off from being able to compete with a team like that. So we knew that here's our measuring stick, here's the team that we need to beat. Well, we got a week and a half before we play them, and then we'll get to see if really we're ready to compete with the elites in, in Class 3A. Well, I'm going to piggyback off you for a shameless promotion as well. Oskaloosa coming down for the Quincy Shootout, and uh, what, next weekend, and obviously a chance for fans around here to see uh, Xavier Foster, who might be as good a power forward as there is in the country right now. So thank you for that, Zach, and thank you for the great work <laughs> you're doing at, at Keokuk. Obviously, I know it's it's been a fun experience both as the head coach and the athletic director, and you're a guy that pours tireless hours into this, and it's nice for you to be seeing some su- success. You've got to be great. It, it is, you know, it, it really is. And uh, what I always say, though, is I don't care how good of a coach you are, your players have to be able to believe in you, trust in you, and work really hard. And, you know, I can only do so much as a coach. And those kids got to take that and run with it 
and I was very lucky at Knox County. They bought in, and they did that. These kids at Keokuk buy in and do that, and as a coach, it's really fun when that happens, and it's very enjoyable when that happens, and, and you know, I've been very blessed with good kids and the eight years I've been a head coach, and it's something that I look forward to do to for a long time, and and when you have kids like this, it's it's something that is is a gratifying job. And I will say one thing, quick little deal before I go is uh, Eddie Lee, my 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 point guard. This kid last year couldn't really touch the floor, didn't really care to work hard. Didn't he just you know he was a kid that was up and down. He'd work hard when he felt like it. He wouldn't some other times. First game of the year against Burlington, there there he was, not working hard, not playing hard. We had a little heart-to-heart. Um, and from there on out, got a little more minutes each and every game. And then he, after Christmas, he's taking the starting spot. And to look at a kid like Eddie Lee that's bought in and that's that's came out and done everything he could possibly do to become good and do it, and you get to tell him that, it's, it's awesome as a coach. And, and, you know, a kid like that, if everybody could be like an Eddie Lee and learn learn from your mistakes, make yourself better and work that hard, then uh, I think we would all be very successful as coaches. So that was something I needed to plug and, and let some people know. And, you know, it's it, it's great being a coach at Keokuk, and I look forward to it in years to come. Great job, my friend. And that's it for the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll see you right back here next Saturday at 8 a.m. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.